Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network. We're back with episode 63. Big news. Some big coach changes. Uh, Whoa, I butchered that one. Coach change, really. Uh, Lindy Ruff gone. We'll talk about that. Also, big news with, uh, I guess, the whole hockey world, not just the NHL. It's just that the NHL players are now allowed uh, to play in the Olympics, and we'll get into that. Andy, how's your day going? Uh it's Friday when we're recording this. How's your week? How was your week? Well, I'm currently soaked. I just went to the store and the skies opened up and it was nice all morning. I looked at the weather forecast and it's like uh, maybe thunderstorms for an hour or two in the morning. So it's like, okay. So it was raining a little bit and then it was lessening. I'm like, all right, great. Perfect time to go out. And then lo and behold, you know, Krakow and uh, I look like a wet sheepdog now. But uh, it was a humbling experience. Definitely. Nice to know that uh, Mother Nature is still in charge. Uh, other than that, though, I, on the hockey, you know, as a hockey fan, I am very excited. Uh, the Rangers players have filtered back to New York. Everyone's here starting to either home quarantining or, you know, some of them are Hanks on the ice, Zabanajez on the ice. Uh, Panarin's been on the ice for a while. So, it yeah, it really feels like something's coming. And, of course, coming off the the high we are feeling about the fact that even if the Rangers get bounced, they could win the first overall. Now we we're left with even more good news in that uh, our crosstown rivals, the New Jersey devils have hired Lindy Ruff. So, I mean, it just keeps getting better and better. I, just a lot of pretty, some good news in the hockey front. It seems like the CBA is going to be signed. You had mentioned that uh, Olympic participation was part of it. Yeah. So it's exciting. I'm, just it's, hockey's finally starting back up, so I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, before we even get started, I do I do want to play a, a quick game with you. Ooh, fun. Uh, we're gonna do uh, a quick New York Rangers all time lineup. Okay. Mm, okay. But right. you can only use players that started playing with the Rangers from the 2017-18 season on. Oh. Okay. Do you see where I'm going with this, Andy? From our discussions earlier. <laughs> Because NHL Radio XM had their all-time lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights. All-time lineup. Now, you know, I know you're scraping the bottom of the barrel for content, but uh, yeah, I mean, three they've been around for three years. I don't is that enough? You, I don't know how that's enough time. And who have they? Who have they? Who's left the team? Who's a high-profile player? I, that's what I mean. No like, one. like it, you're just basically spewing it's their just current their roster first line. now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's their just, first line now. Uh, they I, haven't gotten rid I of anybody good. I can't think of a notable player who's like left them or was traded from them. You know, prospects maybe, but they didn't. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's that's baffling. I, I mean, and this wasn't a joke. This was them being serious. No, I got a text from uh, my friend. Uh, Pat, who is definitely will probably be listening to this, and <laughs> he, up, he basically said the same thing. Like, the, like that they've lost all. Like, there's no more, there's no more room for discussion. Like uh, about anything hockey. Like it's all over for them. 
Like they must have hit every single topic more than once. Yeah. But uh, so I don't know what we we need hockey to start because I can't have I can't be flipping on NHL <laughs> XM and get the Vegas Golden Knights all time. You might as well do Seattle too. Like you- I mean, I think forecasting Seattle is good content. Right. I th- it definitely th- makes more sense than at all at all time Golden Knights lineup. Uh, I would listen to that a thousand times over hearing the Eagles. Basically, you're reading me the roster for the Golden Knights. I would rather hear you speculate what the starting roster will be for, you know, the Seattle Kraken. But uh, but you don't actually have to answer my original question. Of who the <laughs> okay. Maybe you I was could, like, all right, you don't actually yeah. have to do that. Uh, I was just poking fun at the people at NHL uh, XM. So I don't know which hosts were discussing it. So I can't yeah, really. We won't, we won't point blame, but it is exceedingly clear that hockey needs to start up sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, before we get into our next segment, did you see there like a bunch of NBA players have now filtered into their 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 Orlando bubble and they're posting pictures of their hotel rooms and they're like complaining. They're like, you know, I think one person I forget who it was was like, you know, like Motel Six, huh? NBA, and he posts a picture of his beautiful hotel room, which is way nicer than my apartment. So I'm just like, uh, man, yeah. I mean, listen, it's a, a certainly a tough look, but yeah, perspective, you know, they did leave their huge mansions to co play a game true. and this is where they're stuck. It's not like they can leave. So I kind of get what they're saying, but it's a tough look if you're complaining because there's a lot there's a lot bigger things in the world right now than uh, your Motel 6, which I would probably love to stay in if I ever visit Florida. Um, I would just love to get out of my own house. I mean, we've all been stuck here, right? I'll stay at a Motel 6. Exactly. And, you know, I don't think the NHL would ever NHL players would ever do that there. No, they also make considerably, uh, considerably less. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to make more money in, in his current deal or, well, I know that's the NBA, but like, you know, NBA and NFL players make substantially more money than NHLers who, you know, I think the average NHL are probably what makes uh, a million, you know, 1.5 on average yeah. compared to everyone else. So, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's definitely a tough look, but uh, also funny. You know, I think that's like hilarious that the fact that you brought that, that up, funny. like, uh, you know, I just they did. They did release the, uh, the, the hotel on uh, Sportsnet. They released the hotels that everyone's staying at. Uh, did you see that? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh yeah, it's great. So there's four. So obviously we have the two hubs, uh, and there's two hotels per, uh, per hub city. Um, and yeah, so they just, it's, and it's weird because it's like not every team, it's like not every Metro teams in one, it's like the Washington Capitals and some other Atlantic teams. It seems weird. And our, I guess it might maybe come down to staff requirement and the size of the motels. So like, you know, maybe larger staffs are going to this hotel and smaller ones are going to this one. But it was kind of it was very strange. Yeah, that that is weird. I mean, it's got this whole thing for the athlete has got to be just crazy because here you are, you're you know, you usually walk around like king shit and you don't think like no rules apply to you. And then like this is actually serious. And like if you do violate the terms and like something does happen, like your season's done. So like they'll cancel the season on you. So like it's got to be weird for these athletes, especially like like I don't know. I feel like hockey is being played in Canada, so they might loosen, you know, you know, Canadians. It's a little yeah. bit more loose up there. Um, whereas like the, the teams playing in the United States, like the NBA and baseball, like they're probably on a strict leash, especially because, you know, the numbers in the U.S. right now. Yeah. And I mean, uh like you said, just built into the hockey culture, the there'll probably be less complaining and, or at least a public openly publicly complaining because they don't you know don't want to be a distraction and all that stuff. Right. Um. You know, even if there's some stuff that maybe isn't uh isn't working out, you know. Whereas yeah. I, I feel like the, the the NBA players will probably have no problem voicing their opinion, and as they should, if something if it's like not, you know, I mean, obviously there's a difference between like. I'm bored and like, Hey, like I still think this is like not the best way to do this and unsafe, but well, yeah, I got a question for you. If you, 
if you're the athlete, right? And yes. I'm like the I'm part of like the owners and you know the league. I, I'm Gary Bettman, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you are gonna stay in these little bubble hotels. Wouldn't like the first question you ask, like, well, let me see these places. Like, like the NBA, like throwing up pictures and being like, really, Motel Six? Like, you didn't get a picture of what you were looking at. You didn't get the location. You got nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's even. I'm looking at the picture of the room. And the room looks beautiful. It's sizable. It's not like a. It's probably nicer than the rooms they stay at when they're on the road. Or at least, you know, maybe it's not. But uh, I mean, I'm looking. It's funny because now I'm looking at the the hotels for the NHL teams. And obviously, the the Eastern Conference is going to be in Toronto. Yeah. So one is at the Hotel X, which is a pretty cool name, which is the Bruins, the Lightnings, the Caps, the Flyers and the Pens. And then the Royal York in Toronto is Canes, Isles, Leafs, Jackets, Panthers, Rangers and and Canadians. Uh, Meanwhile, the in the Western Coast, uh, the Nucks. The Flames, the Jets, the Wilds, the Coyotes, and the Hawks are at Sutton Place in Edmonton, and then the Blues, the Stars, the Avs, the Knights, the Oilers, and the Predators at the Marriott. So, I mean, at least it looks it looks to me that uh, these that those NBA players are not at the Marriott in Edmonton, which I imagine I don't want to disparage the Marriott in Edmonton. I'm sure it's a, a beautiful place, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they, I it, it's a tough look, like you said. Yeah. Um, also funny. I will actually look into this because I'm sure this won't be the last of what you hear about. Uh, oh, no. Um, well, it was funny because they I think they sent uh, like Dwayne Wade like a uh, like a, a like a special like NBA branded germ blanket or something. And he was like doing a on his uh, Instagram. He was doing like a live like un, I guess an opening. <laughs> he was kept saying he's like. They were like, they didn't give LeBron one of these. I'm sure of it. This thing's yeah. like, this thing's like, you know, whatever is only seven feet wide or whatever tall. It was, it was funny. So yeah, that is really, funny. you know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of tongue in cheek stuff. You know, they ha- those, the NBA players have that special ring that like constantly checks their vitals or whatever it is. Yeah. Since it's their phone, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm sure the NBA, the, 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 the NHL doesn't have anything like that, but no, they, they can't even track a puck. They're much less their own players. So. Yeah, no, they uh, yeah, they probably have absolutely nothing to track anything, um, no. uh, except for the daily tests that I'm sure they take. Um, yeah. All right, so let's get into the biggest news of all. Obviously, this has been something that we've brought up on the podcast before um, about how Lindy Ruff has, needs to go. It'd be better for the team. He's kind of a little bit of an old school guy. Uh, I wouldn't say he failed here in New York, but it just his system clearly didn't work at some points. And, you know, basically it was just one of those things where, you know, there was going to be an addition by subtraction. Um, what were your thoughts when you heard the news? I feel like I broke it to you. I don't want to take full credit. I mean, Kevin Weeks broke it to me on Twitter, <laughs> and I think I broke it to you. I mean, first of all, Weeksy, who I love, even – uh, retire in retirement is still an excellent ranger bringing rangers fans is good news so i was obviously super static because i mean i don't know if i was one of the people just constantly like you know fire herder fire lindy ruff although i did think he definitely probably wasn't the right person for the job considering his, the results he's had you know his sample size is large enough now because he was there in vino's uh, last year and now he's been uh, on with Quinn for two years, right? So he's been here for three years. And each season, yeah, it just hasn't really, the results haven't really been there. They've been poor. Um, you can argue, I guess, at times that he doesn't, didn't or doesn't have the horses. But, and it did seem like they're getting better, I guess, towards the tail end. But I don't know. I just went from looking at his system, it's just too much collapsing i think the the nhl now is really moved to a more proactive def- defense in the neutral zone and of your own blue line to eliminate threats before they start and just constantly seeing these guys just rangers concede that blue line and collapse into the slot and keep everything to the outside that's great but that's supposed to be if you're already in that situation that's not like all right let's like quickly shrink the house but when they hit the line with speed instead of just saying like i can probably snip this out before anything happens like so yeah i just think it was it his i just don't whatever he was espousing wasn't it wasn't going very well um and 
you know, you have to imagine now you, this gives some of the coaches at Quinn. I don't know if it's, well, we we've heard that taking his spot on the bench will be Gord Murphy uh, promoted from Hartford. So that's, that's interesting. Um, uh, if that if that's his role going forward, I'm not quite sure if this is just a temporary thing, if they're going to do some address it this summer. But between him, you know, promoting from within between him and or shifting one of the uh, uh, Oliver Brown um, to that spot, giving them a little bit more responsibility, who knows? But um, it's yeah, it's it's we're not going to really see the benefits of it, I'm sure, because it's like not they're not going to, you know, they have to win a play in round. They're not going to like we're not going to change things up or try to. You know, they might, who knows, there might be little incremental suggestions like, hey, like, you know, don't be afraid to do this or at least harping on good behavior or like what they want to see. But obviously we're not going to see overnight, but uh, long time coming. And, you know, the fact that he's going to the Devils, considering, you know, you would think it's a good thing because uh, not a Devils fan and not a Lindy Ruff fan. So two and two. But who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised he goes there and he's there fine defensively, but uh at least the lack of playoff success gives me hope that uh, he is not the right man for that job. Right. And uh, you know, a few things about this. Number one, we've discussed our defensive zone play. We discuss, uh, you know, our defensemen kind of, you know, standing still, not being proactive. I mean, that was like a perfect word to, you know, uh, describe uh, our, I guess to describe the, the problems that we've faced so far this season. Uh, I would say that the NHL, you're, the players are too skilled. They're too fast uh, to give them, you know, time and space in the defensive zone. You have to be on them right away. You cannot, you know, collapse into your own little uh, house in front of the net. You have to be proactive. You have to have, um, you know, sort of a, a structure that doesn't collapse after, you know, the skilled players are passing the puck around the perimeter, breaking you down. I mean, constantly seeing breakdown in the defensive zone by uh, by our defense even even our forwards too so again i'm very happy but i also am realistic that i don't think quinn is gonna change the entire dynamic of our defensive you know system right away i mean this is something that uh, takes a full off season to implement uh and so i don't think any big changes will be seen uh, in, in the, uh, in the first, the playing round. So, uh, I'm very happy. Uh, devils, good luck. Uh, I wasn't a big Lindy rough fan. I didn't really like him in Buffalo. I didn't like him here. Uh, so yeah, good luck with that. Uh, I wish you zero success and, <laughs> and I'm just happy that, Ruff you know, is gone. it sound it sounds like they were talking to Labulette too, but they couldn't get it something done which to me screams that, you know, they named Fitzgerald, their new, their GM permanently take the interim tag off that he wants to have a, a, uh, a finger in the pie at all times. Right. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing you know about Peter Laviolette is that he's not going to have anyone coming over and telling him what to do. So, uh, I'm glad that doesn't work out because Laviolette is a very good coach. Uh, so yeah, at least, uh, I'm sure now he's free to go to anywhere there will be a vacancy. Who knows? Maybe that's Detroit. Maybe that's Seattle, which would be fun. Although Gallant uh, is still without a job, too. So those are two very good coaches on the market right now, you know? Yeah. And I am. It is funny that you're, they were not to cut you off, but it's funny. They just keep keep recycling all these coaches. But at the same time, you still have, you know, those those are two of the better ones. So the fact that they're out there and some of the people are still float, still have jobs is kind of strange. Yeah, and I am curious to see who ends up coaching Team USA because I'm sure a lot more Ooh. coaches will be interested in this. And uh, only the players have to be American, so there's no rules on where the nationality of your coach uh, is. So um, yeah, we're allowed to have uh, you know a Canadian I mean, yeah. coach. And yeah. Doesn't matter. Well, so. Laviolette is uh, American born, so American definitely born. Be perfect. Gallant, Gallant though is Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah, he's French. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, Lab, I'd love Labulette to coach Team USA. I would also. That's what we, kids we call in this business a, a segue. Uh, so perfect, <laughs> yeah. James. I don't. I'm just not. I'm not going to let that go unnoticed. That uh, you know, big, big James, big time radio James over here steering the ship. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's a a motive to every move we make on this podcast. So USA hockey is back. 
not that it was really ever gone, but there was an Olympics there that uh, is very forgotten and will be very forgotten, especially from now on, now that the NHL players are allowed to play in it again. Um, and any any person that says that they would prefer the amateurs is lying and in denial, and you'll never get 1980 back. It's just the nature of the beast. It just it won't happen again. So just let it go, and let's just pick the best players to play in the Olympics, and that's the NHL players. So how excited were you when you heard this news? I was super excited because, like you, I'm a big Olympics guy. Uh, I love the fact that it's the one time that there are players on other teams that I think are really cool, but I don't, I don't root for them because it's against the interest of my favorite team. But it's like now I get to root for Eichel with more interest and Austin Matthews and, you know, all these what the Kachuk brothers who uh, when I when the, our team plays them, I absolutely hate them. But it's fun to be able to root for these guys and then be your your guys, you know, and then hell if when USA gets knocked out or even to a lesser extent, like I like I will root for I love a good underdog story. So it's like, you know, if, if let's say Finland knocked out uh, Team USA, you know, I'd, it's, it would suck. But then I'd be like, all right, Finland, like you're going all let's go all the way, you know? Yeah. So. And yeah, I just love the Olympics. I think it's great. Uh, obviously, this situation and based on everything that's happened with COVID has really this was the one thing. It was a nice quiver. Uh, uh, nice, sorry, a nice arrow in the quiver of uh, the NHLPA in terms of pushing this through, because under normal circumstances, they I'm sure the uh, the owners would be fighting it really hard. But they want to get this done. They have bigger fish to fry right now. They're just going to accept the consequences. So it worked out, at least in this instance, in the PA's favor, You know, especially as we look at more details of the CBA coming out, and it's looking not as dire for the players as we originally thought. So that's good. And this is definitely a huge uh, piece of that. So very excited that the Olympics are coming back. And yeah, it'll be interesting what by, I guess, in, you know, in uh, two seasons' time, what that Olympic roster looks like. Yeah, and you know there'll be you know rumblings uh, prior, uh, you know, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of interest, uh, especially with the younger players who uh, haven't gotten a chance to play in it. You know, uh, Matthews and Eichel haven't gotten a chance to represent USA, uh, so it'll be really really cool to see, you know, the next phase and the next uh, stars of USA hockey. Uh, get represented in in the Olympics and how cool that will be. I mean, I certainly feel old knowing that Kane is like the grizzly vet of the team. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it's just kind of crazy to see like some of the names and you're like, but what about? Oh wait, no. I just getting imagine watching Patrick Kane play with Austin Matthews and like Kyle Connor or 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 Brady Kachuk or. Johnny Goudreau like I love it it's great it's amazing you know it's it's uh something you wouldn't get to see otherwise salary cap uh be damned you know and I mean obviously every time Canada puts Bergeron Crosby and Marchand on the ice it's just like a, a master class in like how to possess the puck and like make dangerous plays and like just be amazing defensively so yeah so yeah, it's I, really cool I did I did want to get into uh, like a what your projected lineup is, but maybe okay. we could put that in the back pocket and do a full podcast on that. Yeah, that might be fun. So we'll we'll yeah, let's put that in the back pocket, and uh, maybe we'll both make our our team USA lineups. Uh, uh, hell, we could possibly do maybe the big four. We could do if we wanted to, but well, yeah, we'll, oh, we'll yeah, save that yeah. for yeah. We definitely pretty soon we're gonna have actual hockey to, stuff to talk about, but this can good way to fill the time. Yeah, knock on wood with that. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. But so, I mean, I we can discuss, you know, what it impacts it has on the New York Rangers and what players you think will be seen in the Olympics. I mean, obviously, right. we got some bigger ones, but there are guys like, you know, Capo Caco. Like, do you think, you know, he's a shoe in for sure with this Olympic team? Uh, as as it stands today, no, but based on my confidence in him and how he, if he is even incrementally better next year, then yes, because as tough as his year was, the kid can finish, you know, it's like even despite how hard of a time he, he's got great hands and he's good in front of the net. He can stash pucks. You can even have him as an extra forward. Maybe he didn't, doesn't have too much playing time, but you know, this is two years down the line and 
I I think if if you had to name it today, you probably it would be iffier. But you know, we're gonna have at least a, another full. Well, you know, again, like you said, knock on wood, but at least a season and a half of uh of uh getting to see what how he's progressed. So I don't think he's a definitely don't think he's a shoe in now, uh, considering there are still some good players in the league. But you know, you have who knows how much longer Miko Koivu has in the NHL and if he will still, you know, um, but you also, obviously you have to remember that as obviously the NHL is the, the cream of the crop as a uh, macho man radius average say, but you know, there are some good players playing over in Liga, you know, especially some of those players that helped uh, Finland win the IHF world championship um, with Capo on their roster, you know, over the summer. So, or last summer, I should say. So yeah, it's, he's not a shoe in as far as the other Rangers go. You know, I think the only shoe ins really would be Panarin for Russia, Zbanejad for Sweden. Kreider is not exactly a shoe in, but he brings a, an element that I'm sure a lot of the players proposed the the more high octane guys proposed for Team USA doesn't bring. And for that reason alone, he might make it because you know how Team USA is with the you know got to have that that rough that tougher element, but. Yeah, you know, but he's not that that would be a bad choice necessarily because like you know his on him in full flight on big ice might be tough to stop, you know, as opposed to like the guys who are a little bit more fleet of foot laterally and and passing the puck around. But just the you know when he's if you give him room to get going, it's hard to stop. So yeah, I mean, right I mean, now I would have Kreider maybe as a extra player. Yeah, I don't know if I can really be confident. No, I I don't think so either. But I think I think you bring him just to and put him in prelims just to see what he has. And who knows? Like, I could see a line of you know maybe if you have a third or fourth line of not to to ruin our future podcast, but you know I imagine if you put him with like J T Miller and like Matthew Kachuk, like that could be a, a hell of a difficult line to deal with, right? You know, it's as opposed to some of the other nations having maybe their more skilled guys out there and then you put those three on the ice and it's yeah how you can't get the puck off any of them they're they're all a little bit stronger they're a little bit tougher they're a little, you know so. yeah well i definitely think that usa doesn't have enough skill to match up skill skill player to skill player with uh the other teams so they're gonna yeah. have to have a fourth line that really is like a bit of a goon line that's going to be extremely physical that can get the puck in deep bang bodies i mean at the Olympics, you see a little bit more of an open game. So that fourth line being able to be physical, have speed, and you know still be able to produce some sort of offense, I definitely think uh, Kreider would have a, a spot on that fourth line. Uh, Absolutely. Be- and also considering you, D should definitely be a strength of Team USA, uh, young mobile guys, you know, between, uh, I guess, you know, Quinn Hughes, uh, McAvoy, Seth Jones, obviously, uh, Tory Krug. Like, so, you know, well, if what you about, I mean, what about these Fox? guys? And yeah, well, that's the big one. It's that again, Adam Fox should be a Calder finalist and he probably won't be, but with another season of people seeing the light and they're like, hold on. Like, and even at the analytics community saying, um, this guy's like advanced stats are better than even, you know, on a, uh, a game per game basis are better than, uh, McCarr and, and uh, Quinn Hughes, just because he's just every little thing he does is like more of a net positive. But yeah, I so mean, I mean, I just if if he has if he like you know he's now technically the Rangers' number one defenseman. It only took him what a few months, but uh, or at least at the pause he was playing number one minutes. But if yeah. you have a full season of that next year, I mean, all of a sudden you might be like, we can't afford this. This is the guy who's going to run our power play. Yeah, and you know, for the people listening, being like Adam Fox on the Olympic team, slow down a bit. Well, I mean, if you look at some of the projected rosters, because now everyone's throwing one out there because everyone's super excited that NHL is joining the Olympics. Jacob Truba is on a lot of people's lists of defensemen that are on Team USA. Now, I no. know Truba. He would have Fox- been. He would have been last if this was made last summer. But that just goes. It's what have you done for me lately? You know, Ex- we're trying to project. Exactly. And I know Troop was a different player than than Fox. But at the end of the day, you know, you're talking about two years from now, a guy who's already now even a question mark that we're putting a question mark on him for an Olympic roster. I, I think yeah. he's he's going to be a shoe in and not only a shoe in a star. And, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm definitely 
definitely something you got to consider. And I wouldn't even rule out, uh, I know this is kind of crazy. I wouldn't even rule out Tony D'Angelo for being an, maybe an extra defenseman. No, exactly. You know, I mean, the biggest thing is that all it takes is one season for the narrative to become like, man, Ryan Suter looks really slow, man. Ryan McDonough doesn't look the same since all those injuries, you know, like, Oh, John Carlson, outside of passing the puck on the power play is like, hasn't looked very good at five on five. It only takes one season of that to like really change the conversation and the look Well, uh, I mean, of, of guys that are given the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, some of the guys that, all right, we can, I guess, explore this because we're, yeah, let's about, do it. Uh, yeah, any, anything for Fox uh, right now, the USA defenseman, you would have to put Jones, Carlson, Wierenski, Hughes, Slavin probably. Slavin, just based on pure defending ability. Uh, Toy Krug, McAvoy. I know. I uh, I know we're going over. You know it's tough, uh, I, and I definitely think that it's you know you mentioned D'Angelo is an extra foot, and I think that's the one of the things is that there's a lot of guys that are good, but they're well rounded. So it's like. Do you go for guys that are just more well-rounded or do you get like, you know, maybe D'Angelo isn't as a good defender as these guys, but, you know, he's also these other guys aren't putting up, you know, the, the counting stats that he did, you know, just based on offensively how good how good he was this year. Uh, you know, there some of these guys like McAvoy is extremely good. He is probably on. I would say he's still on. He's currently underrated based on just his his overall effect and two way ability as a two way defenseman. But, you know, he's not a big counting stat guy. And he's also not like a guy like Slavin, who's just like a pure good shutdown guy. But, you know, if you look at at the end of the day, what his effect was on the ice is that he's super good in transition. He's good at getting shots through and he drives offense. So, you know, and the, but I think those are the guys that will probably suffer. You know, I'm not trying to, to galaxy brain this selection, but it is funny. There's something to be said about sometimes the guys with a little bit more panache get the get the get the nod you know just because it's like you can point to it and say that's what we're bringing on board yeah um not to move away from team usa we can get back to it in a second um but you know there was one element uh uh, one element one player uh you know that i thought you know could actually gain a little notoriety around the league when he's selected for his team is philippito for the czech team now i know we're two years away but here's a kid who's six foot two. He's filling out. He's starting to get some success in the NHL. Um, I, I think he's got a shot of being an Olympic player. Oh, absolutely. He does. Especially, you know, because he is Czech. I, I don't know off the top of my head. I couldn't even give you. But I, I, I would imagine he's a top 12 Czech player in the world right now. Or, yeah, or I mean, cuff, breaking into it, at least. I mean, I'm trying to think. So obviously, Pasternak is the best Czech player in the world. Yeah. You know, there's I mean, it's hard because, well, you know what? Uh, I think by the time the selection is made, he'll be among that conversation. Is he today? Mm, maybe not, because. Off the t- you know, Vrana on uh, Washington, uh, I guess Krejci still has that. No, Tomas Hurdle is a star in the making. Voracek was pretty, is still pretty good. You know, maybe after that, it's it's that bottom six is where you're you're thinking about putting him because it's you know F- uh, Radic Foxa and and I guess Netchass is a star in the making. But you know, Heedle has to beat out the uh, the Polats and the, the Andre Kashas of the world, right? Here, yeah. Here, so, so here we go. I got I pulled up. Because I didn't, I don't know enough about Czech players, and honestly, it it all blurs into one at the end of the day with uh, yeah. the European countries. Uh, you right now they have a projected lineup of Vrana, Krejci, Pasternak, Kubalik, Hurdle, Voracek. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, Palat, Kovar, Nekas, Nekas, Nietzsche's from Nietzsche's. Uh, Carolina. Yeah. Oh my God! I knew I was like, wh- who? And then you got, uh, God, is it Jaskin? Fa- oh, Dimitri Askin. And uh, is it Andre Kasha. Yeah, Kasha. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just pulled it up. And yeah, yeah, and this is not including like Zadina, although, you know, he's kind of, he hasn't really put it together yet. Although he was looking good for Detroit at the end there. You know, that team is, stinks. Uh, you know, so him, Z- Zaka on, 
New Jersey, although I don't see him making it because he's just hasn't nothing special. But. No, no. Uh, I think he'll fade out in the, over, especially the next two years. I mean, yeah, Heedle definitely has a chance. Uh, not maybe not for the. Although you know, listen, he if he has a big jump next year, it's obviously possible. He's ta- he's definitely talented enough. You know what I mean? Oh but yeah. I think I think no matter what, he's unless he's going to pull. Uh, maybe his ultimate. If I don't see him knocking, he's not better than Hurdle. And, uh, no. you know, Voracek is getting up there. So maybe if he starts having a down, he has a down season, it kind of creates some, but you know, the leadership is there, I guess they would probably still keep him. So, so unless Kubalik's a flash in the pan, you know, Heedle's trying to get into that bottom six, which I think is super doable if he has a good, you know, his defensive play has been much better this year. Uh, it still, it needs improvement still, but it was better. Clearly that time in Hartford did him good watching Sidney Crosby videos or whatever he said he was doing. Um, yeah. And I mean, his goal scoring just, you know, he brings an element. He's a, you know, that kid's a, is, is get huge and he's only 21. He's getting bigger too. You know, we forget that he just turned 21. So yep. he's going to be, he's, he's going to be even bigger and stronger and faster and more comfortable. So I think he can definitely make it, you know, into the bottom six. And I think him and I, if for, I don't, I don't know if I'm correct, I'm wrong, but him, Nietzsche, uh, and I believe, uh, he, Heedle's t- 20. Yeah, he's not even 21 yet. He's not even 21. I, him and ne- he centered a line at the World Championships, a younger line. It was like him and Nietzsche. And um, I don't know if it was... Uh, yeah, I don't even know if it was um, Zadina. But they were, I know, I remember they were pretty good. So who knows? That could be an awesome young jump, energy jump fourth or third line, you know? So yeah. Uh, so you can right. definitely make it. So... All right, that made you made me feel a lot better about myself bringing that up. Um, no. Two two players for Team Russia. We got Buchnevich. Obviously, uh, I don't think there's any issue with Panarin making it. And no. our new, uh, you know, our new goalie Igor Shosturkin. Yeah, um, you know, obviously Vasilevsky's probably penciled in as their number one. Right. Uh. I I think you Igor, carry three goalies, by the way. Yeah, no, Igor. Well, who, who knows? Sorokin could come in next year for the Islanders and absolutely be dominant. We don't know. I mean, I still think it would be Igor. But in the past, Russia has has actually went to at times has, has gone to Sorokin over Shosturkin just based on other factors. You know, there's a lot of weird politics. But um, right. yeah, well, shout I mean, out to the hockey honest, news. The hockey news is that? every single projected team right now oh, so I should go, I should no, keep, keep going with your thought process and we'll yeah go. i mean i'm trying to so without having that in my list uh thinking about buchnevich making it um it'll be tough it'll be tough because they have a lot of high you know who knows capri caprizov when he comes over from minnesota might be an absolute monster you know Mal, panarin kucherov malk and ovechkin um i'm trying to think Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, you know, I guess Buchnevich, you know, that's a problem. They have a lot of good wingers. So, I mean, he, if he's, he, if he does it, he's on the fourth line, you know, and, uh, you know, there's a, like I said, there's some guys in the KHL that are still, you know, lighting it up over there. Uh, but I mean, he can make it, but it might be as an, it probably might have to be as an extra forward, but obviously Panarin makes it, uh, is their first line, uh, winger with, uh, I guess Kucherov and, I guess Malkin, right, would be their first line center. So, yeah, uh, and then uh, um, they have a, actually Anisimov as a third line center. Oh yeah, I miss uh, Artie. I'll never forget when he. Uh, that was him with the uh, where he scored the goal and then he did the the rifle thing and then he caused a, a line brawl and then the Rangers lost. Right? Yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Right now they have the spares for Russia to be Dadanov and Kovalchuk, which like, all right, I guess the Kovalchuk thing, he kind of found himself again uh, after being moved. But I don't know. There's a part of me where he's like, he, you don't First of all, we don't even know how old he is. He yeah. could be like 42. I mean, yeah, I Who gonna... Russia could even bring out, you know, the 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 mummified corpse of Datsuk, even though he's still alive to yeah. play. Who knows? You know, and this is he all... just signed a new deal. This is all speculation, too. I mean, you also could be losing a roster spot to Putin. So Putin wants to be on the <laughs> team. True. He's going to be on it. And every oh. every time he gets, he's on a breakaway, red red dots just appear on everyone, and they have to like stop what they're doing and allow him to skate in towards the goal by himself. Right. And, I mean, you've seen him around the net. Every single shot goes in. 
So know, it's, it's it's absurd. You know, I think he's got probably the the, the best scoring touch in the world right now. Like, right. And I, and I listen, I don't know much about international hockey and the 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 best players in those leagues. All I know is that from the clips I've seen, if he's that effective, you know, in in you know, skates that he has right now with the, you know, the best players in Russia over there, you know, he could be a threat in the Olympics, yeah. especially in a in an open ice uh in an open ice atmosphere. Or is able to skate around untouched. Yeah. Never know. I'd like to see him and Trudeau take each other one on one, like that scene in Mighty Ducks with uh, Bombay and the, the Iceland coach. Could you imagine the president would has to be of every country has to be rostered on the team, and they would take and if there's a penalty. So listen to this. So listen to this. They have to take the penalty shot if there's a penalty because I once played in a roller hockey league, a roller hockey tournament. I forget where it was. It was in Michigan, I think. But they had an all-star game at the tournament. And if if there was a penalty, the coach on on the team would have to go out and take the penalty shot. So he had to coach with skates on on the bench and then jump over the boards? No, That's no, crazy. no. It was roller hockey. So he was on oh, the roller feet. hockey. So he'd run down the rink from center ice with the puck. <laughs> and he would. That's how they would do I mean, penalties. I think that's great. I mean, that would be so funny. But uh, <laughs> they should do that in the NHL. Like, can you imagine like the owner like, just team? watched? I mean, or the coach. Just, oh, the coach. I'm just trying to think, thinking of torts, like angrily running, <laughs> yeah. running on, on the ice with his sweater vests and his yeah. glasses and just shit talking the goalie the whole way. Yeah. Fuck now. Here I come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always wanted like. All right, so for not the All-Star game, but like for games in general, if it goes into overtime, forget the shootout. What they should do is set one of those, those you know, those Red Bull where you shoot, like they skate down that huge mountain. Oh, yeah, the crash dice, yeah. Yeah, you have to select a representative of your team to go do that. Like, and then you, a, a course off to the side. Yeah, like outside the arena. That's like, like I, some, some rollerball shit. Yeah. I, I guess that wouldn't really work, but um, I think it would be really fun to see those teams do that. Um, that would be fun. Maybe if they cancel the season, they can just do that real quick. Just yeah. have, you just, know, why not? Give yeah, them something. Top three advanced. <laughs> make it crash. crash yeah, dice. Every team is represented. Top three advanced yes. to, you know, the playoffs. And then you just go from there. Uh, all right. So I don't even know where we were, but uh, we were talking about team Russia. I think. Team Russia right now. The hockey news actually has Sestjerkin as a backup to Vasilevsky, oh, with a spare yeah. being Samsonov. Ilya from the Capitals. Yeah, you can't say Samsonov because that's not how it's pronounced. It's Samsonov. Samsonov. Samsonov is more definitely more fun to say than uh, Samsonov. Oh, absolutely. So, all right, I think we hit all the players that I wanted to hit, unless you had one. I mean, I'm trying to think of anyone else on who could even sniff or even just like, you know, because for years, Ryan Callahan was being put on Team USA teams. He probably had no business on just based on the, the grit. Uh, yeah, I mean, Zabanajad, obviously, for Sweden. Um, yeah, I can't really think, you know, Lundqvist is not uh, a, would maybe as a third just out of respect, but I, I don't see it anymore. Um you know, yeah, I, don't, I, I think that's really it. I can't, I can't really don't un, unless, like you said, um, you know, out, barring Kako having a monster season and then making himself a lock and in Heedle. You know, Hank would really be on taking, Sweden, right? Yeah, you think I mean, he's Sweden. a lock? No, I know. I'm asking no, you. I, I, like I just, like I said, I think maybe out of respect, he's a third goaltender. But right. actually, you know, I'm trying to think who. What Swedish goaltenders are? Hockey News already has every single roster, so we're gonna go check that out right now, live. Um, I'm trying to pull it up now. I can, I can find one. I want to find the other ones. Oh, here we go. Predictions. Link. Uh, Switzerland. Oof. Oh man. Canada. Finland. I'll tell you what, Hank certainly isn't gonna be working with the Hockey News anytime soon. Oh no. Yeah. I'm go. Let's see. Markstrom was amazing this year, so he should definitely be the starter if we're basing that. Yep. You know, Robin Lehner has been definitely been up and down in his career. Uh, you know, up recently, although when he was getting trade, when it was rumored he's getting traded out of his next spot, he his game slipped off. So who knows? 
uh, but he's only 30. You know, Lundqvist is so. We'll be close. Lundqvist will yeah. almost be 40. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And I mean, listen, it's it, it, it happens. You know, I mean, there was a time where Kovalchuk was a, fir- you know, a, a, a scant few years ago, Kovalchuk was the first line winger for, and now he's like probably an extra player possibly for, for Team Russia. So. Yeah, uh, obviously, uh, I don't even know where they have Zibanejad. They don't have I mean, first line center. You know, I mean, right now, it, it, either him or Pedersen should be first line center, and I think it just it it's more dependent on who is their wingers, right? Uh, you know, Nylander. I'm trying to think because <sighs> right now they have him as a second line center for Sweden. Behind, you know, I, I listen, I can accept that. Pedersen is a very good player. Um, right now, I think Zibanejad is probably a better goal scorer, but uh, Pedersen I mean, that is could switch a better playmaker. Like, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's one of those things where it's where you get there and you see who has chemistry with whom. Uh, you know, do you put Zibanejad with a little bit more possession grindy guys like Landis Gog, uh, because he himself is a good finisher? Whereas you Patterson, if you put him with a Philip Forsberg or like a you know an Arvison who's like a pure sniper almost, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard to it's like like you said, that's one of those things you get to camp and you figure it out later. And then oh yeah, I guess that's it for for everything. Uh, the only thing, if you did it by strictly points in the NHL this season, I think Ryan Strom would actually crack Canada's lineup. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny. Which is funny. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, there is no, <laughs> yeah, there, uh, I mean, the, just the players alone that are going to get left off of Canada's Olympic roster is and pretty crazy. I guess the last one we could talk about is uh, Georgie. He's, I guess he's mm. from Bulgaria. I don't even know if they are. They yeah, but he's played, he's played for, he was born in Bulgaria, but he, he's, He's rep. He, he's played in international competition for Russia for a while. So, I guess he would technically represent Russia. Yeah. Well, then maybe he's one of those players who can do both. Like, uh, you know, like Brett Hull had the option to do either or. <laughs> or and Team Canada was like no, so he was like Team USA, baby, let's go. Yeah. Or Mike Piazza playing for oh. Team Italy. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And like the World Baseball Classic thing. <laughs> um, hey, if at first you don't exceed uh, succeed, try try again. Absolutely. Do whatever you want at that at that point. Uh, I guess technically, you know, technically, um, not that he'd ever sniff it, but Brennan Lemieux, his father is a Canadian and his mother is American, so he could have his choice if he somehow overnight became a, a way better player. Yeah, I mean, who knows if he you know gets a Stanley Cup here, then he's automatically the you know a Stanley Cup winning uh, you know winger for. Maybe Team USA. Who knows? Yeah. Because uh, they right now they have Max Pacioretty as for the U.S. team that I'm looking at now. Um, I mean, he's still a pretty good player, Pacioretty. He's still a good player, but he's gonna like he's gonna be. He'll be older. Wait, are these projected yeah. ages? No, these aren't projected ages. These are right now ages. No, Max Pacioretty. No, these are projected ages. So he'll be oh, 33 okay. then. All right. All right. So yeah, you can still have it. Yeah, he also takes steroids, so he cheats. Um, I know that for a fact. So don't, don't I don't even want to hear any crap. Uh, all right, is there anything else that you wanted to cover? I feel like there was something else on the docket that I can't. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. We covered Lindy Ruff. We talked about uh, the. I guess we could really quick talk oh, about which yes. players will be included for training camp. Yes, I do. I definitely want to hear your breakdown of players that you think that will be invited because you're allowed 30 skaters and an unlimited amount of goalies. So, um, well, we know, uh, Kravtsov is in New York. Uh, he flew over, so he's going to be competing. Leah Anderson opted not to, which I don't necessarily blame him. I think the SHL is going to start up in time. It's not a sure thing. Things are still a little rocky. You know, he might not even be a ranger in next season anyway, but I think it, if it's like, unless it's like a, you know, just based on that situation, I don't think it's worth it for him. You know, I also don't think the dimension he brings is necessarily going to, uh, at, yeah, it's like harder for him to win a spot as a center than it is for Kraftsoff to like be one of the wingers. So yeah, makes sense. 
Um, I saw that Larry tweeted out that uh, Igor Rykov is not among uh, the players competing, which is interesting. He had a obviously an injury and it really screwed him this season. And I don't know some I I it's a shame because I had re- such high hopes for him, but it, it's like the when I the fact that we haven't heard much is really telling me that he's like probably going to look to go back to the KHL or another team, but probably back to the KHL and just like make money there and do whatever, which is a shame because I feel like he was hurt, so he didn't really get to show what he could do. Yeah, I mean, so do I you also feel like that maybe he's being advised to just like, you know, heaven forbid he shows up to camp, he gets sick, then, you know, just like, yeah, you know, he's, he was hurt and he like, already had a huge to... setback. It's like, do you like let him just play it safe, heal up and be ready fully for a full season next year? Yeah, that that could definitely be it, too. Um, you know, always the Larry tweet say exactly, you know, per Larry Brooks, where are you? Yes, uh, Rykov, not among New York Rangers training camp group, had a difficult injury mark for a season with Hartford, unclear what future holds. Appears as if the blue shirts will only have 8D for camp. Hayek, which is healthy. I keep forgetting about Lieber Hayek. Darren Radish uh, added to Fox, Lindegren, Truba, Smith, Stahl, and D'Angelo. Okay. You know, that's kind of what I thought. Um, I had forgotten about Radish. Uh, who I think we got in, in the Adam Graves, Adam, Jesus, the Ryan Graves trade with uh, Colorado, uh, which right now is not looking so hot. Although he's not exactly a world beater. He's just, they were lucky enough to, they put him with McCarr and, you know, McCarr would make anyone look good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the defense is set. So in terms of what forwards are fighting out, I assume you'll see Nieves and Letary, right? probably trying to get on the roster or um, yeah those or two, Stephen I, Fogarty uh outside of them who is not on a roster I'm trying to think of anyone else from Hartford who could really make a push to get in there or um I feel like if there's anyone who's season like like Morgan Barron who now it's determined that the Ivy League will not have sports in the fall so does that change things does he want to like quickly i mean i don't know if he's got time now but like yeah i don't know i don't know i really i'm still really not so clear on what like what players are allowed to if they have to already be under contract but um i'm just trying to think i no one was really jumping out at me as like outside of crafts off trying to get you know get back in and then uh like we said radish and uh libor yeah, I don't know if there's too many surprises. Like I said, I think Fogarty and Letary and Nieves will be like the three dudes from Hartford trying to, you know, who've had cups of coffee will trying to, to get back in. Um, you know, Michael Haley's not doing it. Um, nope. Uh, <laughs> I, I would. Well, the thing with uh, Barron with, uh, you know, the Ivy League not doing fall sports and um, going to look into you know winter sports uh, and even possibly delaying pushing now those back that back um the problem with him though is that like is it really worth it for him like is, he's not realistically going to crack the roster um then if he signs pro he obviously can't go back to college and so where does that really leave him to play in the states like i i feel like if i was him i'd almost risk it and stay with harvard uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think he is a guy that ultimately, if at this point, if things go right, he can become a third defenseman He's or third pairing defenseman. He's mobile. He can make easy plays. He doesn't, uh, he struggles sometimes with the uh, decision making. He seems to get hit a lot and he's a bigger, like, I know he's a younger guy, but he's not necessarily small. And sometimes to me, that just is means he just doesn't have that extra bit of smarts or awareness to like not put himself in those positions or make plays without taking abuse. So I, I kind of worry about that. But uh, when he's at his best, he's pretty he's mobile and he can make good, simple, strong, simple plays. He's just not the most smart or creative. But w- when it comes to just purely playing what's in front of him, he's he's definitely good enough to be a third. I think he's good enough to be a third pairing defenseman. Um, but yeah, I think. I think he's a guy who will probably try. Uh, you know, I don't know if he has uh, his sights set on anywhere. He's not. You know, I don't. I don't think he has strong links to like the KHL. But who knows? You know, there's so many guys that have are talented, but like you know, the whatever the Raphael Diaz's of the world who are like 
you know, they're good enough to to have stints in the NHL, but then Europe comes calling and they can probably make a little bit more money or at least have a higher profile gig elsewhere in like a beautiful country like Switzerland or whatever. So they're like, see you, you know, so who knows? Yeah, I would agree with you that. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely got to be, man, it's got to be so weird being like a pro athlete that's not good enough to be a pro uh, like like in the NHL and you have to figure out where you're going to play next year. Like that sucks. Like obviously these are kids. So like I can really, it probably really sucks. I mean, it's a good, I guess a good problem to have if you're that good, like trying to figure out what, you know, pro level you're going to be playing at next year. But um, you know, that's gotta be really frustrating. Um, Yeah. I, I honestly think though for the Rangers, that if you bring up a guy like Boo Nieves, he'll be tremendous. Granted, he could, you know, stink coming off the, you know, if he hasn't done anything all offseason. But, you know, if he's in shape and he can bring that big physical element, man, I think people will finally, you know, realize that this guy, you know, probably should have been on the Rangers all along, filling in that, you know, fourth line center role, even play anywhere on the fourth line, banging bodies and, uh, bringing that, you know, almost like Kreider like, obviously he's not as skilled as Kreider and, and, and not as effective, but almost like a Kreider S game element to that fourth line. Yeah. I mean, a fourth line of him, uh, Howden and Lemieux, where you switch Howden to the wing, because yep. I think defensively, Boo is a better player, a little bit smarter, but obviously I don't think he's as offensively uh, talented as Howden. It's not that talent. Howden is amazingly offensively talented, but you know, at this point he's a, they're all three big, uh, um, you know, skate pretty well for their size uh, guys that like to really get in and do things quickly and put pressure on the opposition. So as a fourth line, it's pretty good that can still put the, put the puck in the net. You know um, I think Howden and Lemieux, might have have seemed to show at times a little bit of chemistry. Remember, they scored. Let me score that pretty awesome uh, shorthanded goal against the the Canadians, which yep. was a feed from Howden. So, yeah, and I like Howden's play poise when like his playmaking when he's under pressure and in the mix and guys are hanging trying to on top of him or hanging all over him. I think he's good at that. You know, when he's got more time and space, he gets into trouble because he's like doesn't know what to do. He's not that creative, but just on pure instinct of reacting, I think he's good. So I think that would suit him. Yeah, and that, you know, obviously that frees up Kako and Kraftsoff had, I thought they also, when they were playing uh, together, um, I think they played with Carl Henriksen centering them at the, um, when they were at Traverse City, and they seemed to, at least definitely on the power play, but they had a little bit of chem go, and so I think they could be good together, you know, especially Kraftsoff is a, a, a good skater, he can maybe be more of the puck hound uh, on that line, because, you know, as much as I love Kako, he's not a burner, that's not his deal, Yeah, but... Yeah, that could be so, you know, that frees up that, you know, if you have a third line of Heedle, uh, yeah, Heedle, Kraftsoff, and um, what was I saying? Yeah, Heedle, Kraftsoff, and Kako. And then you have your second line of Strom, uh, Panarin, and I guess Faust. You know, they've been pretty successful. Like I said, Panarin drives the line by himself, so why not use, you know, especially Faust, you're going to be playing against some very, uh, very stout, competition and Foss is good defensively and their their goal differential this year has been pretty goddamn good yeah because and you know a, a Panarin has a puck all the time b he's totally underrated defensively and c I think because I would say Strom isn't the best defensive player but uh, he's been getting a little bit better but Foss is so that's good and then you have your your KZB tri- uh, you know tried tested and true first line yeah, and uh, is there anyone I'm missing <laughs> well no I mean F- well the thing with Foss too is that you know I don't know if people, I mean, I, this is from, this is my opinion, and I, I think it's, you know, pretty accurate is saying that Foss, uh, some of his best hockey has been played in the playoffs. So he does have an element that he seems to step up in these bigger games and these bigger moments. And, uh, you know, I'll always remember him as, you know, one of the best players on the ice when we got knocked out by uh, Ottawa when Kreider, you know, became Casper the friendly ghost. It just seemed like our entire team was going through, uh, you know, yes, we're Foss. So again, Foss is one of those players that, you know, say what you want about him. He doesn't make a ton of money, but he does everything right. And he's certainly not going to hurt you. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, I'm, it's going to be a sad day for me when Foss is not a ranger. Cause like he's a low key, you realize he's like one of the few, 
him and Kreider and Stahl and Lundqvist are the, the sole few from the, the cup team that are still here. Um, yeah. uh, don't so. forget you have a uh, Gauthier. Uh, oh, Julian Gauthier. Yeah. Oh, He's another guy who I, I, I was liking what I was seeing from him. Not that he, he didn't like flash offensive prowess, but he, he was making some good plays and he's big, you know? Uh, yeah. What's up? We, I mean, we didn't get like a ton of, uh, sample size, sample size. It's not, but I liked what I saw. I just saw him based on first appearances, you know, not that he's a world beat or anything, but I, you know, he, his ability to create separation at at that size and that power was pretty impressive. He does. And he does remind me of a, of a young Kreider. Just maybe there's a little too much, uh, not knowing what to do yet, but once you are able to hone that and, you know, even though he's so strong and big, uh, he's, you know, I think he, even he's going to need to learn how to utilize his strength in his lower body even better. Because once you do, and you kind of find out that, that like, you know, Kreider now he's been in the league so long, he knows how to like, even he's dropped some weight as time has gone on, but like he has that stance that you just cannot knock him off the puck and Gautier is tall, but sometimes he's a little bit more upright where if you can just, if he can brace and really make sure when he's cutting, he's got his, uh, his feet, he's got a wide base going, you know, he could be pretty much damn near impossible to stop. So, yeah, and then you have uh, good old Greg McKegg. Greg the Leg McKegg, best name in the league. <laughs> it really is you unbelievable. Know, I he, mean, you know, he'll be he'll he'll I, be Greg McKegg. Think, he'll be exactly. He'll be, yeah, he'll be he'll be. You know, I mean, it's funny because it seems like they that everyone loves him. You know, he's probably like a funny guy. He's a dry. You know, he definitely has the uh, that energy as like the extra forward. Uh, you know, tries hard. You know, but you know, it's just the team loves him, guy. But even yeah. though he's not that good, so I, I bet you he's sick in practice. Like he's one of those guys in practices could score. Uh, you know, skate with everybody, just like absolutely dominate. He's got practice. wheels. He is yeah. a fast skater. Like per, I get, I can guarantee you, he's like the greatest practice player in you know right now in the league. Like he's <laughs> just one of those guys, but then yeah. you get put him on the actual ice surface, and he there's just yeah. nothing. He doesn't. Yeah, it's not. The, you know, yeah. well, no toolbox. <sighs> but so, all right. Next week at this time, do we have anything to be looking forward to? Well, uh, as long as if I I as long as I'm correct in in thinking that training camp starts on Monday, uh, if which is the day you're list. If you're listening to this when it drops on Monday, it's today. So I'm sure uh, we will, I don't know how, what the coverage will be like. I don't know if we're going to have MSG shows. I don't know if they're going to allow cameras, if it's just going to be social media stuff, if it's going to be hush hush. Quinn has been doing uh, a home ice with David Quinn type show on uh, MSG. So I don't know if we're going to have insight through that, but you know, I assume we'll hear stuff about either guys getting cut or stuff that happens or, you know, you know, knock on, I'm knocking on wood now because I don't want like if someone hurts themselves. Um, during a, a drill or whatever. Are the NHL going to release like some sort of uh, schedule of the training camps because that would um, be sharing the same ice surfaces. So, what's up? Like, like the team. So, I'm sorry. When they report to Canada, there's got to be some sort of like practices and stuff like that. Was that yeah. is that schedule released? I, we're talking about no. different things, and I'm sorry. We just we just got the hotels. Um. So I haven't seen that yet, but I assume, we, I assume we will. Cause as like they're taking, it seems that they're taking the league's taking it one thing at a time, which gives them the ability to pivot, you know, which I understand. Yeah. Well, so. I'm just, all right. So I'm sorry. You were talking about training camp, which obviously is taking place in, uh, are they doing it in West? Where are they doing it out of? Yeah. They're doing it at their practice facility in Westchester. Okay. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, that'll be interesting. Hopefully they have some sort of camera crew and or, uh, you know, even just even if Vince is there, just filming it on his phone would be nice. And then, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be definitely interesting, you know, as you know, we see the players now on the ice. So I'll be pumped. Yeah, finally stuff's happening. Thank God. Yep. Yep. I hear you. So, um any final thoughts or words? Uh, not a final thought, but uh, I am very happy in announcing that I finally uh, contributed to the morning skate. And I just, uh, 
my part one of a three-part ranking of the top 31 draft eligible prospects for the 2020 draft just went live the other day. So yeah, uh, and I assume within the next uh, few days, we'll trickle out parts two and three. But yeah, uh, I'm excited if you're whether you're a Rangers fan or a fan of another team and you're just like, you know, the Rangers have two picks. Uh, you you want to learn more about if they win the first overall, who might, who I think they might pick, uh, even though it seems like a foregone conclusion to some people, but you never know. You can look at that or else, you know, they have two other picks. So you might want to know what type of players they can be getting. Uh, in my opinion, uh, it's written down. So go look. So yeah, you can uh, go to, uh, yeah, go to the morning skate. You can visit on, we have the link uh, on our Twitter right now. It's on my personal Twitter. You can go to morning-skate.com. It should be on the front page right now. So, yeah, check it out. All right. Um, yeah, definitely go yeah, check shameless, that out. Shameless self-promotion. Is oh, how I, how oh. I no, that's, I mean, this is what people need. They need content, Andy, so you're provides. Yeah. And uh, I, can, I can assure you that it's very thorough, and it's probably going to be very accurate. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's exciting also as a Rangers fan knowing that we have multiple picks in the first round and we have a chance at potential potential first overall pick so yeah um all right you can wrap it up then all right well yeah excited to see training camp uh and I don't know what season it is but I do know what season it isn't and it isn't Lindy Ruff season thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod and please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.